Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast every Monday and Thursday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it works. J Train. Every Monday, J-Train, also Thursday, we hear your problems and we find a solution, and when we don't, we still air our problems too. It's about you on the J-Train podcast, that's what we do. We listen to your issues, and we give answers, air it with Shelby, and a guest every Thursday. That's right. Feel it in your toes, people. It's another day, another J-Train. If you're not moving your hips or your shoulders, I don't know what you're doing. It's time to put that brain on the shelf. Enjoy the show. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Do it now. Feather, feather. Make it your Instagram story. That's right, we're here at the Feather Nation Studios, capacity crowd, virtually. I got Shelby here on the ones and twos. Shelby, how are you? Unbelievable. That was a nice tune. I think we're really nailing it right now. We're we're in a good groove. We're in a good sound. People are loving it. Groove. And speaking of sounds, at the end of today's episode, there's going to be some music, a new release from a friend of the show, Everest Kale. They've been, my buddy Aaron's been on the show before, but his band is like gearing up again. So they just put out a new release. They're going to be at the Mercury Lounge. They're part of their reopening thing. It's called My Ally, but I want you guys to check it out and I want you to look them up just like all the comedians that we have on. Let's support the arts, baby. Let's uh, check out Everest Kale and, you know, look them up on, if you like the song My My Ally, it's got, it's a song about bring, he wrote me song is about bringing people together blah 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 ha 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 okay so he obviously you know he believes in it so they did an interview and for the release and all this stuff so listen it's called Everest Kale my buddy Aaron is in the band and I want you to look him up it'll be in the bio all that stuff and uh, look him up on Spotify otherwise I got live shows jaredfree.com jaredfree.com Check out my calendar. They're they're coming Albany, New York this weekend, and many more places: Atlantic City, uh, um, Connecticut. But more importantly, Patreon. We're doing three extra podcasts a week for five bucks a month. Get involved. I keep pushing it because I think it's the future. That's where we really get personal. Coffee with Jatron every Sunday. I'm doing pop culture stories, and I'm relating it to you know life and my life, and it's a fun listen. So. Go to patreon.com slash Jared Fried, sign it up. Let's, uh, we have a new guest today, Shelby. Hit that button. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. 
a new guest. Hilarious Comedian has a new special out called La Vie and Rhodes. Erica Rhodes, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Good to... We've met kind of in passing, but this is really our first meeting, right? Yeah, this is our first official meeting. A first official conversation. I didn't. I didn't know you were such a Broadway star. Thank you. I Your listen. Singing to, is just wow. I appreciate that. I, I, you know, to be acknowledged is really just all I can. I care about, and I really thank you. The crowd here enjoys it. I like to start the show with a little song. And listen, what everyone needs to do is go follow Erica. She's hilarious at Erica Rhodes on Instagram. And she has a special out that you tape from the Rose Bowl in Ca- in, in LA. Uh, what is it? Pal- what is it? Pasadena. Pasadena. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's very cool. You taped it during the pandemic. Uh, tell us about it because you guys, listen, you can find it everywhere online. Like uh, I'm on her website right now. YouTube, Apple TV, Google Play, Amazon, Microsoft, Vimeo, Comcast. It's everywhere. It's hilarious. I've seen all the clips. Spectacular. <laughs> I think everyone's going to enjoy it. What, uh, tell us about taping it at the Rose Bowl. Well, we were going to do it as part of Tribeca, so I was supposed to do it in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, that got canceled, so we switched to the Rose Bowl, and we did it for cars, which was a risk, you know? Yeah. Well, the risk but... for people at home, like, the risk <laughs> is, like, we want – we need people to hear laughter so they know like that there's a joke going on. Like there have been people like, you know, that like if sometimes the vibe helps the show, like just knowing like yeah. this is going over. Right. And so they did do a good job miking some of the cars. So at least I could hear some feedback, mm-hmm. but sometimes it would just be like, yeah, the horn. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like this ac- <laughs> that Acura like it. Yeah. <laughs> is that a good honk or a bad honk? <laughs> Yeah, I started every time I was in traffic after the special, I'd, I would just thank everybody. If there was anybody honking at me, I would just be like, thank you. I know. I'm so funny. <laughs> they must have saw the special. They must be a fan. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, were they? <laughs> that's a bad they, one. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, that's a heckle. <laughs> a boat shows like a, up. Oh, that's a boat honk. That's a boat. <laughs> that's a fun one. Now, Erica, are they flickering lights? Like, here's the thing: everyone's like, "Oh, comedy's all about timing." And then we go to these shows. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna put you in uh, uh, the Rose Bowl, and we're gonna tape a special." And you're like, "Well, how do I figure out?" T-? Like, the flickering lights when I did the pull-in drive-in shows was helpful, actually. Yeah, I mean, all I found was that Zoom actually helped because you would delay. There was a delay with Zoom, you know, like yes. you would wait a second for a laugh. So I just did the same thing with the drive-in. Like I would just kind of wait a slight beat for the laugh. I, I love it. And here's what I love, taking a chance, putting it out there, getting rid yeah. of, you know, some material. Like, you know, I think the hardest part with like stand-up is like, what am I doing this for? Where am I going with this? Right. And and I think we all hit a point where we're just ready to move on from the material. Yes. And you, then you just have to tape it because you're like, otherwise I'm not going to be able to do it anymore. You know, I, I mean, I put my I put a special out on YouTube and it was all because I was like, it's all I have all these jokes about 2020. They either 
keep going until like I'd be wasting my time with them. Like right, right. now I want to be talking about my life and things that like a crowd can like on a normal day, not just the stuff about 20. Like I don't want to be in 2024 going, remember 2020? Cause the joke yeah. still works. <laughs> you know, did you do, did you do a full special on YouTube or was it just like, um, it, how long was it? 35 minutes of all 2020 jokes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of it. It's up there. You guys can go to YouTube.com slash Jared Freed. And um, yeah, I, I mean, the feedback has been great because, you know, especially when we make jokes like you, we're comedians, like, you know, we know comics that are like, I'm coming in and I'm getting that. I'm going to do all jokes for the right wing, right, you know, alt right crazies. And you're like, that kind of helps get through the noise a little bit. And I was like, I was proud of it because it was like, I tr I tried to dance in the, in the middle of things and in, in in the rational middle, which is hard to do. And I think that's that like is, what we're yeah. To do. I think the middle now is more is the is viewed as extremism. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of wild. We're from the same area. We, you're from Newton, Massachusetts. Yeah. Wait. Where are you from? I'm from Needham. Oh my gosh. So did you go to Newton North or South? I went to South. So. What year did you graduate Newton South? Because I graduated Needham High School, and oh, and for the people at home, Needham Newton, right outside of Boston, um, and I graduated in '03 or no, is that what? Yeah, '03 from Needham High, and Newton South, Newton North is a school that like does athletics with Needham. So we didn't cross over the Newton South people, even though the Newton South people, to me, I knew a lot of them because I'm Jewish and that was the Jewish area. Yeah, I thought everybody was Jewish when I when I grew up. I thought most people were Jewish yeah. in general because I just <laughs> I didn't understand. I was a minority, um, but my dad that, was Jewish. That's very interesting because I kind of felt that way in Needham, which, you know, the towns change now. They're like totally different. But like. I was like, yeah, I had my little neighborhood of Jews and then the rest of the town was like, you know, need them. And then like and then but then you go to Newton, I'd be like, wow, I, I feel like like my dad was from Newton. So like I was like, oh, I feel a little bit more at home here. Like I know these people kind of look like cousins here. Did your parents leave uh, Needham now or they left? That's why I'm in Boca. So now they're, right. they're gone. Yeah. yeah. Are, are oh. they still in Newton? Yeah, my mom's still in Newton. So I was just there a couple months ago. Do you, do you go back often? Um, I try to go back like twice a year, I'd say. Yeah. Did yeah. you start in Boston or did you start in New York, like L.A.? No, I started stand up in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Did, that's a thing. Like I, maybe that's why we didn't really cross. Like I didn't start in Boston. I started in New York. But then I would like go back like I could like take a train, take a car, go back. And then I started to get to know a lot of those people. So like I could like kind of like, you know, do some shows out there. Yeah, I was think I was kind of considering moving back to New York, but then I went out there and I was just like, "Man, I don't think I could do." I, I used to live in New York, and I was like, "I can't go back." I just what was can't the go reason? Back. Are you like happier with the LA way of like you know life? Yeah, I think it's an easier lifestyle. You know, yeah. like you drive everywhere, you have your space, you have the weather. It's like it's hard to go LA to New York. I agree with that it, because you go like I get there for a week. I'm like, wow, I'm healthier. Just like like yeah, by just breathing walking the air. around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the air is not always great, but <laughs> well, yeah, I will. I just feel like I wake up earlier there. I'm like having a coffee, like sitting outside. I'm like, why are what am I doing to myself in New York? 
I know New York is for people who want to be tough. Like they want to prove how tough they are. <laughs> <laughs> it feels that way. So especially the Northeast, just in general, I think that's like yeah. kind of a vibe, but listen, we're pumped to have you. Everyone needs to go follow Erica at Erica Rhodes on Instagram. The special is all over her website. We'll put a link in the bio. Uh, La Vie and Rhodes. Go, 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 go watch it. Let's do some emails. You ready? Yeah. Awesome. What year did you graduate Newton South? I forgot. I'm sorry. I, I oh, one. You, not but. not to date myself, but oh, one. Oh, one. Okay. So I'm trying to think. We we have to do some geography of sorts uh, when we get done with this. Cause I, yeah, we I might know people. some of the same people. I, I think mean, we definitely quite, do. Quite likely. Yeah. So boyfriend's tight-knit friend group. You ready? Mm-hmm. First of all, love the podcast. Hope that you come to my city for a live show once it's more of a thing. Have a lifestyle relationship combination question that you could probably help with. I've been dating my boyfriend for over a year. He's a very, he has a very tight-knit friend group. Many of his friends have significant others of their own, and they've been with uh, who they've been with since high school and college. I'm 25. My boyfriend is 28. Most of his friends and their partners are the same age as him. That being said, I've had some trouble integrating myself into his friend group. I always feel a little bit outside the circle whenever we all get together. It's definitely worth mentioning that I'm the kind of person who really wants to be liked by everyone. Working that on that in therapy. My boyfriend <laughs> and I are in it for the long haul, so I feel like I need to make friends with the other girls if I want to feel comfortable and have fun at these events and get-togethers. I'm always myself, of course, but sometimes it feels like they look down on me. They're at a more advanced stage of their relationships, engagement, marriage, etc. So sometimes it feels like they look at me differently because A, I'm not quite there, uh, there in my relationship yet, and B, a little younger than them. This could all be in my head, and maybe I'm just a little intimidated by them. I'm trying to start small and make friends with one or two of the girls, but I just feel like they're being nice to me out of necessity and aren't actually interested in getting to know me. My boyfriend is aware of how I feel excluded by the other girls, but I don't want to burden him with it every time we hang out with them. Part of me feels like I shouldn't even care about them uh, liking me or not, but I'm just not that kind of person, and I want them to accept and embrace me into their group. To summarize, I want to know your thoughts and or any advice that you have on making friends within a significant other's tight-knit friend group. Hope to see you live soon. What do we think, Erica Rose? Well, as someone who also struggles with wanting to be liked by people, mm. um, I will say it is a lose-lose battle. Sure. You, you can kind of hear never, it in their email. You, it's Yeah, because... When you say I am myself, well, you can't completely be yourself if you're focused on being liked by everybody. Very true. Right? It's sort of that's a big conundrum. Yeah, that's a that's like the, you know, it, it, it's like the the double-edged sword of, of it all. And I want to be liked, I can't, you know, but I want to be myself. We spend so much energy trying to get people to see us or like us, but I think if it's not there initially, the best the best path is to just let it go and connect with the people you naturally connect with instead of trying mm. to force it. I agree. And I think here's her biggest problem is it feels like from the email she's trying to do this in big groups. When you get with the big group, the big group of the conversation of the big group becomes whatever the biggest slice of the group has in common. So if they're all college friends, they're going to talk about college. They're going to talk about things they know from college. You don't have, so you're going just by the math of it are going to get left out and that's going to feel shitty. And if you're concentrating on being liked, you're going to go, why are they excluding me when really they're just having the easiest conversation to have? So it's not about you. 
I so, also I also just hate groups. It's tough. <laughs> I'm yeah, not a it's group like, person. <laughs> Who's paying? I gotta, you know, uh, are we doing an even, uh, even split on the credit cards? So one person has cash. That person's over in the corner. They're side eyeing me. They're not even looking at me. They're actually looking at the mirror behind me. I wouldn't know yeah. because it's a big group. Like it's all confusion. I would just say find the people you like in the group and then just become real friends with the people you like in the group. I, I agree with that. And I think her biggest concern should be start small. You said your boyfriend knows your concern. I think you need to say to your boyfriend, I want to do some like double dates. Like let's 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 push some people aside. Who are your favorites? Who are yeah. your top five who are your top couples? Okay. Yes. Tell the boyfriend I want to do a double date or something with this couple. I think they're the ones that, like who is the closest to friendship? Then right. in the two on two scenario, now you get to know each other and you start to create your own memories together. So I think like Let's and, and if he won't do that, then you have a different issue altogether, because there's a part of this where are they? And I think some of this strikes me as female problems. And I don't mean to sound like a jerk, but when you say like they look down on me because I'm not at the stage of the relationship they're in, I I don't connect with that. Like, I don't have guys that I think of like, well, they well, I'm not married, so. They think I don't well, get it. I'll like, tell you what that is. That's not a female problem. That's this is an insecurity problem. Mm. Um, I connect a lot with this person because if you're insecure, you're you're constantly focused on what other people think of you mm. rather than what you think of them. So if she if true. she switches her focus instead of who, what do they think of me? What mm. do you think of them? Who do you like rather than who likes you? And then who do you like? And then it's like, okay, I want to go on a double date with that couple. Let's, yeah. And, and, and now you're now you're now you're in the game. Instead I like of that like, idea. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like on the outside looking in, like, oh, so who is this? Like when they're telling a story about some shithead from college. Yeah. You don't have to be in. The, you don't. You don't have to be in a group. Like that's such a we. That to me, that's something that you go through in your twenties. Mm -hmm. When you think you have to be part of a group and then you realize that most people suck and you don't really want to be in the group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it, that's why groups shrink. Like just and natural. Then in your thirties, you have two friends and you're totally happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> and you call them like once a week and that's it. Yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com here with Erica Rhodes at Erica Rhodes, the special lay la vie and Rhodes. What does that mean? What is, la vie and well, Rhodes? La vie and Rose was an Edith Piaf uh, song. Mm. You know, that's this famous French song that's la da 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 da. Oh, I know the song. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a famous song and it means seeing life in pink or seeing the bright side of things. I love that. And, I, uh, so I, yeah, I changed it to Lovey and Rhodes, which is my last name. Do we have it here? Th is this it? Is, the modern version? This is what plays when I enter a room. This, this is definitely the modern version. Yeah. 70s. This yeah, is the 70s. 70s version. This is I, the remix. <laughs> this is the one the children what? will understand. <laughs> this is the one they're dancing to on TikTok. Yeah, La yeah, yeah. Da, 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 do, 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 do. I, it's funny. We didn't like even I feel get like to the melody. We didn't get to the main part of it. <laughs> well, I think it's funny that like maybe that's what's. 
Here it is. There we go. Did they play this at the end of uh, the Avengers? Is this a song that that Steve Steve uh, Captain America's dancing with the? I think it's funny that like this is one of those line of demarcation between smart people and dumb people. Like you're like La Vie and Rose. I'm like, what? And you're like, da, 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 da. I go, I know that song. Like I'm an idiot. <laughs> you're smart. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, let's do another email. Potential crazy cat lady needs help. Okay. Jared, I recently got out of a six-year relationship where my ex and I ended up acquiring three cats. I had one before we started dating, and we got two when we were together. I kept all three cats, and now that I'm dating again, I'm very nervous and in my head about guys finding out that I have three cats. In my experience, as ridiculous as this sounds, men have a lot of thoughts about cats as compared to dogs, and I don't want to look like the crazy single cat lady, especially since I have three of them, LOL. I have been out with guys before, and then when they ask if I have animals, and I vaguely say I have cats. I've gotten the response, cats, as in plural, LOL. What's the right way for me to navigate this dating package, quote-unquote, without straight-up lying to people slash avoiding having guys come back to my place like the plague? What do you think, Erica Rhodes? I would lean into it and just be like, I I would just lean in and say, yep, I'm a cat lady. Take it or leave it. (laughs) I'm with you. That is the only way to go. When you, anytime you have to do something, it makes it weirder. Like, listen, I understand what she's saying. It's actually like kind of like a hack premise. Like, like it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. The idea that any woman with cats is like, well, crazy cat woman. Like we get it. It's a Simpsons thing. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I would say is like any guy that's like three cats and starts sprinting away from you, like you're lucky they're sprinting away from you. Like right. I, I've actually, I wrote an article way back when about how I'd rather date a cat woman than a dog woman. Hmm. And the reasoning was cats, you have to earn their affection. They're not just on top of you every day. They don't kiss you when you get home, no matter what. A dog is like a more unrealistic boyfriend to me. Yeah, that makes sense. I I also think that people respond to your reaction to things. So if you seem ashamed or embarrassed, then they'll think that it's shameful or embarrassing. Whereas if you are proud of it, they'll be fine with it. Totally agree. Life is a Chinese fin- uh, finger trap. You know, it's like, yes, you know, the, the more you pull. I was, thinking of that. I was thinking of that exact analogy, actually, recently, really? which I maybe. Yeah, maybe it's an obvious one. But I was thinking everything in life is that finger trap thing. I that the harder agree. you try, the more you get stuck, the more you want something, the less likely you're going to get it. You know, things like that. Yeah, I don't even know if Chinese finger trap is an appropriate. Uh, <laughs> is that allowed? I don't. I, I, you know, when you don't know now, it's like anything. You're like, um, that's how I. I but I agree I'll, with you. Like, this, I'll bleep it. <laughs> bleep it out. If you were like, we, we should these? apologize. Let's just apologize right now in case we ever have to lit for later. Every yeah. Sorry if, about that finger trap joke. If we're on Ty, a seven. We're on a seven second delay. It's okay. 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 Good. If yeah. If time is not fair to the Chinese finger trap, which is something I've always done. It's funny to me. I know this is a sidetrack, but like, it's funny to me that like we're having this discussion and it sounds like we're like, like someone could take this as being flippant towards changing language. 
I'm not. I, 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 things change. I just don't know if this is one of those that have changed. I don't think it's changed yet because not that many people remember that, that thing, that toy. Yeah. That, that toy only existed to me as like when I was like really not doing well at Chuck E. Cheese. Like that's the only thing you could afford. Like, you're like I guess all of the Chinese finger trap. <laughs> I thought, I thought that the, the, the Samoas, the, that, oh, the cookies that I thought that that was why they changed their name. Like, is this insensitive? And I was like, no, that's not. But then I learned like, no, it's just a different company that makes it. So they changed <laughs> it. it <was> like, <laughs> it's one of those crazy 2020 that one things you're like, you're like the Samoas changed the name. Ah, we've been jerks to them for long enough. And you're like, no, that's just another con. You know, like, and then you no, find out like, the real it was reason. in the contract. They couldn't. There's a different <laughs> recipe. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I think the, the the finger trap analogy works. I think you're totally right. Lean into it. I got three cats. Laugh at it. Like I think even yeah. laughing at it like is fun. Um, and again, I I want to reiterate what Erica just said. Like that's so true. The more you kind of tiptoe around something the more people feel they got to tiptoe too yeah j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com here with eric or get rid of the cats that's the other one i'd do one yeah two is fine yeah three of anything is is overkill general that well that's (laughs) that's another thing like you gotta like i'd be i'm more worried about your time like Right. Like, really, what are you doing with three cats? Yeah. <laughs> why, are you, why are you doing that to yourself? Send us uh, a picture of each and we'll tell you which one to get rid of. On yeah, the we'll tell you which exactly. one to sell. <laughs> the J Train Podcast is brought to you by Best Fiends. Life is full of big mysteries that if you think about them for too long, your brain is going to hurt. Think of it. Think of it right now. You know how many mysteries there are? How... How does how does a thin crust pizza have zero calories? How how does how does uh, the water get warm when you turn it on for the shower? You don't know. You have no idea. When you need a break from contemplating the big questions, it's time to take on a puzzle that's meant to be solved. Like the literally thousands of puzzle solving levels on Best Fiends. And unlike mulling over the mysteries of the universe, but Best Fiends leaves your brain feeling refreshingly challenged. If you want to play a game that engages your brain and takes place in a beautiful fantasy world, your answer is Best Fiends. I love this game. It's fun. It's the perfect phone game to put your brain on the shelf and get some satisfaction you know they they write you know riff on the mysteries of the universe that's why i talked about you know the water getting warm and thin crust pizza being zero calories we don't know how that happens but these are the things that leave us you know unfulfilled you want that meditative thing of beginning doing finishing and that's what best fiends does great you can do a level, pick one up, get it done, feel refreshed, brain put on the shelf, feeling good. Best Fiends has tons of fun puzzles to solve. And unlike other matching puzzle games, something, something, smashing, sweets, Best Fiends has a variety. And you know, strategy. The only downside, I can't stop playing. I'm already on level 35. It's pretty crazy and there are thousands of levels waiting for me with best fiends there's something new to play every day it's endless fun and you get these cute collectible characters seriously what's not to love the coolest part is you get to watch these characters grow up 
Best Fiends has new updates and additions all the time, so it never feels stale. You're always getting something new. If you're hungry for a near endless supply of fun puzzles, the kind you can actually enjoy solving, try out Best Fiends. Just don't blame me if you can't turn it off. Download the five-star puzzle game, Best Fiends, free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Stitch Fix. Maybe you've gotten used to the work from home routine, but has your wardrobe adjusted? Stitch Fix can help you redefine your Zoom casual look so you can easily transition into hot girl summer. Listen, people, it's it's the sweatpants. It's over for them. It's time to get back out there. The world is coming back and you need, a, you know, you got to zhuzh up the look. It's time to get a little refresh. And I think Stitch Fish is the, is the thing for you. You can't wear sweats to the bar. You can't wear sweats on that date. You can't wear sweats. Yeah, I mean, you can. You can do whatever you'd like. But, you know, I think when you, when you look good, you feel good. And I'm all about that lifestyle. And Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. They're set up for a at-home try-on before you buy. Keep your favorites and send back the rest. With free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, plus a prepaid return envelope included, Stitch Fix makes uh, makes bring makes brings shopping right to you it listen stitch fix is great you know what i love about it the real thing i love about it is that it gets you out of your zone it gets you out of how you would usually shop your normal stores your more it, it takes your style and says here's a few things it gives you another set of eyes to kind of look at the situation see what else is out there so th- that is a that's actually great because i always say this with jokes like when I make a joke on stage and someone says, I have a note for you, I go, I love a note because I don't think maybe your note won't help me, but it will open a door in my brain that was never there. That's what Stitch Fix is doing for you. It's opening a style uh, style door in your brain that you never would have thought of. You might not have tried it on. And you take you, you get it sent to you, you try it on, and you give it a shot, and if you don't like it, you send it back. There's no – okay, so first of all, free shipping, easy return and exchanges, plus a prepaid uh, return envelope included, and then there's no subscription required. Try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries, you'll pay just $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards pieces you keep. Oh, so you're getting that back when you keep something. And there are no hidden fees ever. Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women, men, and kids. They ship all over the U.S. and available in the U.K. as well. I love it. I'm a big fan of this. I'm a big fan of getting out of your own way with style and having someone else take a look at you and the things that you like and going, give it a shot. So I think you should give it a shot too. Just for you, they're giving my listeners 25% off. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash JTrain. You'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash JTrain for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Get out there and look your best with 25% off at stitchfix.com slash JTrain. Uh, let's do this one. Friend, I love this topic. Friend with an amazing life complains constantly. Do I say something? This is, these emails keep getting better. I have to say, I'm not trying to like feather the audience's nuts here, but. 
You guys are killing it. Hi, Jared. Started out loving your Bachelor recaps and now hooked on your podcast. Thanks for all you do. That means a lot. Thank you. I'll preface this with acknowledging my jealousy. It's there. I know it. It's my responsibility to deal with it. I love an aware email. I think, and, and to say that jealousy can be within all of us, it is within all of us, that is a totally normal feeling to have. I don't think any of us are proud of it, but that's a good thing to acknowledge off the bat. Yeah. I have a best friend, more like a sister, who has, pretty, who has a pretty idealistic life according to typical standards. She's married to the love of her life, about to have her first kid, has a good job that she likes, a high dual income, uh, going to be buying a home soon, beautiful looks, you get the picture. I know no one's life is perfect, but she's pretty close. Despite this, she complains constantly about her almost uh, – she con- constantly – she complains constantly about her almost all aspects of her life. We are in the same age and in totally different life phases. I'm living alone with my cat, pinching pennies and nowhere near marriage. And behind her in career goals, we work in the same field, same position. That's tough. Yeah. Yet I'm, yet I'm listening to her bitch cons- constantly. Though there is definitely jealousy on my part, I love her and want her to have everything she has. At the same time, it's hard to listen to her be so ungrateful day after day when I'm just out here trying to stay afloat, especially financially. I love complaining as much as the next person, but I'm getting so sick of hearing it. So my question is, do I address this with her? How do I say it without sounding like a jealous bitch or giving the message that, uh, giving the message that she can't be open with me? Or do I just deal with it on my own? What do we think? This is a very... I love this email. I actually think it's great. I th- I would say um, do exactly what you just said in that in that well articulated email. Say, read you know, the email to her. Yeah, basically say, you know, I love you. I want what's best for you, and it's hard to listen to you have you know all these complaints about what I see as a perfect life. You know, and I know it's not perfect, but. To me, it's like I would die to have some of the things you have. So it might highlight mm. to her, fr- to her friend, that what she has is great, you know, because she might have lost sight about of that. It's very interesting. Like if this wasn't, if she didn't explain her as like an almost sister, mm. like the fact that she's a sister, you got to talk to her. You got to yeah. say something because let's not ruin the, let's not let resent ruin the relationship. Because it can. Right. If it was like a half friend, I'd be like, fuck this person. Don't hang out with them. It's over. No, this is like a full on sister, huge relationship in your life. I get it. And it's someone that you're wanting to work on the relationship with. So wanting to negotiate is like kind of like step one in the whole battle. So you're there. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. The way she put it here is a great way to put it. I love you. You know, you want to hug and then you want to whisper the problem and then you want to keep the embrace going. So I love you. Um, I want our relationship to go on forever. I want you to be there. I want us to be two old ladies playing Mahjong, you know, getting, you know, uh, having drinks. But it's really been tough for me lately. And when you complain about, you know, I would give examples, too. I think examples help because... If you stay vague and you're like, ah, your perfect life annoys me, they, nobody thinks their life is perfect. Like, call someone rich, they'll find you someone richer. Call someone perfect, they'll find someone more perfect. They'll find so, and yeah. I'm sure, considering you guys are so similar and you guys work in the same career, that can't make it easy. She probably has things she's envious of you of. Like, 
you might right. not think that. Like she might look at you and go, "Oh, she's single. She's she has so much. F- she can go out and have fun. I have to stay with my. I'm having a kid. I'm done. You know, like there's some right. element of that." Yeah, I was sort of curious. Sorry, this pillow is bothering me. Um, <laughs> it was like sticking up. Um, I'm I'm sort of curious what uh, what she complains about. Yeah, you I am know? too. I I and I but that's what she has to pinpoint. Yeah, and like and I think like even if it has and happens in conversation, mm-hmm. um, I think when someone like I think this what makes it easier for her to like keep. She goes, I don't want to, like, uh, let her know she could be open with me. Well, I think you can have discussions with her about her complaints. So, like, right. if she's sitting there being like, oh, the the contractor isn't putting in the new hardwood floors in my new home that I'm building, you can say, you know, Erica, are you complaining to me about hardwood floors in your new home with right. your beautiful husband? And your baby on the way. Yeah. Do you know I I literally ate tuna out of a can yesterday? I don't even. Right. Like, I don't even. I haven't even seen a hard man in a year. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't like tuna. Sometimes (laughs) it helps. But actually, that's a good tactic because sometimes it helps to repeat something back to someone Mm. so they can hear what they sound like. Yeah. And, and, because you're so close, I think like if you weren't close, you wouldn't be able, you're there for the conversation. So have the debate. I can't, yeah. and you can even, I would say to a friend, I can't listen to this. I, I'm yeah. not trying to, I can't listen to this. I, I'm not trying to compare problems, but, um, I, I, I just bought your new, your, your baby a, a brand new toy that he's going to play with and be cute. And I can't even find a, you know, a dude on hinge. You know, I don't know. Like, well- it, See, this is also what where comedy helps because if you're sarcastic with someone, you know, like if you said, oh, the hardwood floors and you could be like, oh, my gosh, I totally know, know what you mean, because like I had to buy a Swiffer today to, to clean my plastic floor. So like I totally know how you feel, you know, like totally. whatever it is, something better, but, you know, something ridiculous. And, and, and then it, like after the comedy of it, you go, I got to tell you. It's hard for me to hear this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and now it's like now you're in the in the game. You're doing the dance. You're letting them know like and now maybe the conversation goes from there like do you, and it's like sometimes it gets me so annoyed when you are complaining to me like also it would help your complaints if at first you would say I know this isn't a big deal. Like that's sometimes yes. it's like a, a it's like that could be your complaint about their complaints. And also, I think you have to make sure that the relationship is reciprocated so that if you're listening to one friend complain, they also have to listen to you complain. Like, it, so, it should yes. be equal. It should be equal complaining. Absolutely. I think those are very helpful things. And I would just like, you know, it's it's you can't make it for just know. Well, here are some warnings. You can't make it about their money. You can't make it about their looks. Because nobody thinks they're rich, even if they're rich. Nobody yeah. thinks they're good looking, even if they're good looking. There's all right. so that is my biggest warning because you see it now. Like I mean, like we go on stage every night. I I remember I I, I was uh, doing stand up. I'm at this like open mic, and this person's talking about how poor they are, about but also the Uber they got to the show in, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, what are you trying to get us to believe here? 
Right. Like, and so, and this is very 2021. Nobody's rich. Nobody's good looking. We're all, you know, trying to like figure out our shit and the world is against us. Everyone wants to believe that it's a better storyline. So no, that's how she feels. Yeah. Also, just one other thing is if you approached it with, you know, I'm worried about you. If if you can't be happy when you have all this, all of these things, like, are you ever going to be able to be happy? Like maybe you need therapy or, you know, you need, you need to do more work on yourself if these things aren't making you happy or you're so miserable all the time. Absolutely. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Blue Blocks. Blue Blocks makes the best sleep mask known to man. That's it. Total darkness. I, I have it. I use it. It's amazing. Um, I use it on flights. I bring it with me. I'm using it to go to bed and I'm using it on flights. And I will say to you right now, if you need to catch some Z's, this is the mask for you. It's May, basically what they said is the sleep mask isn't great, just generally. And they were like, how do we make a better mousetrap? And they did. Any amount of light can keep me up, and even red light on my TV will annoy the hell out of me. The Remedy Sleep Mask from Blue Blocks blocks out everything. Total darkness, 100% blackout. It's like the Sandman is personally cupping your eyes so you drift off to dreamland. Zero eye pressure easy to sleep in this is a big thing if you've ever worn like an eye mask that get, comes on the plane you're like it, it, it kind of digs at you and it's it, it feels like it's pressing on your face it's not comfortable this is comfortable it just feels like the pillow is a part of your face and i will say this we have been training for this you might have thought sleep mask i'm not comfortable doing that a year ago, but now you've been wearing a mask for a year. You're used to something on your face. So this is actually the perfect time to get in the sleep mask game. It's contoured sides allow for side and belly sleepers, no slipping. Ultra lightweight, the breathable fabric won't leave you feeling overheated. They thought of everything. Blue Blocks has done their research to make the best sleep mask available. That's I love a company like this, that they were like, let's we're going to do one thing, and we're going to do it amazing. Support them because they support this show. Get yours today in 2020, 20, 20% off with code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN at blueblocks.com slash JTRAIN. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com slash JTRAIN for 20% off, blueblocks.com slash JTRAIN, and use code JTRAIN for 20% off. Sleep tight. JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com, JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com here with erica rhodes the special levy and rhodes go 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 it's on our website um go it's, it's all i'm looking at it youtube apple tv google play that's right <laughs> go watch erica's special right now it's very funny go! this one's called mixed signals it's from a dude. I, we got a, we get a lot of female emails. This is a this is a dude email. Okay, feather feather. Thank you for everything you do. I'm a long time listener. My first time writing in. Back in February, a classmate in an online class I'm taking uh, a, in an online class I'm taking shot me a DM over Slack. We hit it off well and had a couple of Zoom quote unquote dates. When she originally messaged me, I was living across the country in my home state for a couple months, but in late March, I moved back to the city where she lives. I had lived in the city for a while prior to moving back home and had always planned on coming back. We met on a drinks date shortly after I got back, and it went great. 
Had great conversations the whole time. We ended up going back to her apartment. I stayed the night, but we didn't hook up. Since then, we've talked pretty consistently, texting a couple times a week. I'm not a huge texter, neither is she. And I'm usually the one initiating, though she will some she will sometimes. We haven't seen each other since the first date, and I've tried to make plans, but they haven't worked out because she had family stuff, work stuff, homework, been out of town. I don't think these are excuses necessarily because she does work 40 to 60 hours a week, is a very family is very family and career oriented uh, oriented and this section of the class we're taking is homework intensive and time consuming, but like you always say if someone really wants to see you, they will make time for you. Something else important I should mention is she recently had her best friend female move into her big studio apartment with her and in early mid June they will be moving to the West Coast. Her best friend will stay out there for good, but she will be coming back after four to five months. I'm running in because I'm confused on where to go from here. I can't really tell if she's into me. Through text, it seems like, she, it seems like it because she asked about my life and genuinely seems interested and enthusiastic. But when it comes to spending time together, it doesn't seem like it. She also doesn't seem like someone who dates a lot based on things she said, and I get the vibe she likes to take things slowly. What's the deal? Do you think she keeps moving, uh, keeps me on the line, likes the attention? Is she genuinely too busy? Is her moving away four to five months uh, from now holding her back or moving away for four to five months holding her back from getting more attached? Should I confront her on it? Should I keep talking to her while she's away so we can pick back up when she gets back? It's only been one date, but we've been talking for a while, and I'm definitely interested in pursuing more than a hookup, though I'm not opposed to hooking up, LOL. Since she is moving away for a bit, I wouldn't want to enter an exclusive relationship before that anyways. She is also always the first people to watch my stories, if that's important, LOL. Looking forward to hearing that uh, what the emperor of ejaculation, Shelby, and your esteemed guest has to say. Uh, P.S. I'm 25. She's 24. If that matters. P.P. P.S.S.S. This might be unnecessary to say, but I know she isn't lying about having family or work stuff uh, going on because she will post about it in her story and talk to me about it. So I, these are all good information. This guy is uh, uh, great. I love this email. Erica, what do you think? You you are friend zoned, sir. Really? Yeah. You, friend zoned to the nth degree. So it does. <laughs> Does it matter that, like, is there a chance that a woman would put a guy in the friend zone kind of, like, for safekeeping? Like, why would she continue the texting with him and all this stuff? Just friends, not, she, not she feeling it? She thinks that it can be a friend, a friend, a friendship. I mean, they might have had a connection, but maybe she's not that attra- like not that into him in that way, not physically mm. into him. But she likes him as a friend and was hoping to sort of veer it into a friendship. But I don't think... We don't make excuses when we're into somebody. Yeah, and I would also say to this guy, listen, it sucks to hear. This is yeah. um but this is a reality moment and right now he's operating in how do I take this, you know, how do I get this to the next level? And 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 that's kind of living in the world of like how does she feel and then I'll judge how I feel because Towards the end of his email, and he does a lot of different questions, he's like, he's kind of like in and out and in and out. He's like, I don't want anything serious. I'd like to hook up, but I don't know. I could see more. And she's leaving for four to five months, which she maybe let me come back. And then, you know, and this is all him being like, what perfect route can I go to make sure I get what I want? Right. And it's like, dude, whenever you're like, what door do I go into? What's the right door? That's you saying my 
That's you being afraid of getting turned down for what you want. But and, he's already been turned down because he's already been trying to hang out with her and she she isn't hanging out with him. And I think what the what what allows us to keep going on is like living in this illusionary world where it's like he only gets half turned down. So it's like right. I got the homework, I got the family. There has to be a point where you leave it and you stop negotiating. So like you got to push your chips to the middle. I I do encourage taking an action instead of just like, you know, I I agree with you. I think he's he's in a friend zone or he's at the even at best, he's in a he's a nice guy. I should want to date him zone. Mm. A lot of people keep people around because they check boxes, but it's not there. So yes, my interpretation isn't as much the friend thing because she is communicating with him. But I, I as as much as it is, ah, he is a nice guy, and it's like. You know, a lot of people are nice, but not your match. So I think right. you have to say, I think he needs a text or the following. Hey, I've really enjoyed talking to you over the last few months. Um, we went on one date. I'm looking to go on more dates. I, I think the idea of like her going away, it's not your problem. Your problem right. is you want a second date. I yeah. want to go on more dates. I've been kind of trying here. I've, I feel like I've been trying here. I'm going to put the ball in your court. You have my number. When you're ready to go out, check in on me. I hope I hope we can work it out. And you say yeah. I hope I can work it out because you don't know. You got to move on. Other things might happen in your life. But exactly. Again, this is like you, you know, drawing the curtains and kind of showing, you know, how the inner workings of of of, of the show go. Like here are the ropes, here are the pulleys, and it's like I'm I've been trying. And this dance we're doing isn't working for me. So I have to put it in your court. Yeah, because then you'll then you'll at least have an answer. I think you're right. He's kind of scared to get an answer he doesn't want. Absolutely. And so he's just pretending he already has little answers, but really he doesn't have an answer. Absolutely. And it's like, I do think I agree towards you friend zone or, you know, great guy, but not I'm not into it. Territory feels like the answer, but we can't tell you the thoughts in her head but you need an actionable answer which you're kind of avoiding jtrainpodcast at yeah. gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com here with erica rhodes go 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 follow at erica rhodes the special la v and rhodes go 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 right now um <laughs> let's do this one's called jtrain sos i'm am i in the meat J Train SOS, am I in Meet the Fockers? All right, you ready? Yeah. J Train, longtime listener and follower of the show. It's almost weird seeing how much you've grown in the comedic space. Congratulations, so well deserved. Well, thank you. Other than me tickling your nuts, here's my dilemma. I've been dating the same guy for two years. My boyfriend has a female best friend who he dated on and off for two years, freshman and sophomore year of high school. He said they didn't work out because he couldn't see himself with her romantically. Their relationship was more of a friendship, allegedly, LOL. Well, it's also high school. Okay. Now I'll be honest. (laughs) 
Now I'll be honest. I can't stand her. Not because she used to date my boyfriend, but because every time we interact, she's incredibly standoffish to me for no apparent reason, and it genuinely makes me so uncomfortable. Here are some examples. She came to visit, quote-unquote, us and invited another couple to dinner. She grabbed my boyfriend's arm and ushered him to the table, then sat next to my boyfriend across uh, the way from the other couple as I was left at the end of the table. (laughs) That's a little awkward. They continue to ignore me the whole dinner and were laughing amongst themselves, not interacting with the rest of the table, leaving me to just eat all of all the overpriced pizza and wine as she had a following con- as she had a flowing conversation with my boyfriend. Two, we went to her party on the East Coast and she never acknowledged me or said hello. The party consisted of six people, including myself. As soon as I approached her and the group of friends, they all decided that the party was over in time to close up shop. LOL. Three, a mutual friend of ours FaceTimed me at her house, and um, and when she grabbed the phone and saw it was me, she threw the phone back to her friend without saying anything. Then her loud, uh, drunk mother grabbed the phone and yelled, Hi, I'm his mother-in-law. Oh, no. Please note this is my first ever interaction with her mother. The craziest thing is that she's engaged, LOL. I have to wonder how her fiancé feels about this sometimes, too. I've tried having a conversation with this about my uh, with this uh, with my boyfriend, where I express how she makes me uncomfortable because she isn't the most inviting or kind, and he literally refuses to believe it. She also invited us to her wedding, and when we were going back and forth on how I didn't want to see her this Friday, our anniversary, he slipped up in conversation by saying, "What are you going to do when uh, you were invited to our, to our we- what are you going to do? You were invited to our wedding, as in his and hers." Hey. What? That's a bizarre thing to say. His parents are friends with hers, and when I visit his parents, they always bring her up. I really don't want my life to be a scene from Meet the Fockers, and this is my version of Owen Wilson, but how do I bring... How in the world do I tell her she's being an ass or tell my boyfriend to stop being so up hers? Help. What do you think, Erica Rhodes? Well, I was also thinking this is sort of like the royal family. Mm. remember when it's like he's got this girl around and then he ends up marrying her later what do you mean wait, wait a minute i thought I, i'm confused you know the queen of the um charles was having an affair when diana was alive and then when diana died now he's married to her sure so this is well i mean and wasn't she wasn't Diana or Camilla in the in the wedding too? Yeah, Camilla. I think Camilla was in the wedding. And remember, yeah. Camilla and Diana would like hang out once in a while, or Camilla would try to befriend Diana, but then wasn't very nice to her. Mm. I mean, yeah, this all. I mean, like, I mean, how would you handle this? I would. I would not be okay with it. I would just say, listen, she. I, I. I'm not comfortable with this. Do you have feelings for her? Because it feels like you do. Yeah, I. I think her problem is with her boyfriend, not with the friend. But the friend is seems to be overtaking it. The friend is overtaking it because the uh, to me the boyfriend's allowing the friend to overtake it. Like true, I, true. I, I think like when the the boyfriend refuses to see it, like the friend, to me, she's taking the liberties that the boyfriend's allow. Like she's getting a different message about this woman than maybe you would assume she he would give about a girlfriend. Because if he was like, I love her, you guys need to stop. Wouldn't they stop? Like wouldn't or. Like, wouldn't that friend be more respectful? Like, hey, I can't be friends with you if you're going to treat my girlfriend this way. Like, wouldn't that be? 
Like to me, yeah, like he, like the boyfriend seems like kind of a pushover in this situation. To me, it sounds like the boyfriend was friend zoned by the friend from high school, the girlfriend from high school. She got engaged, and now she's treating him like this friend zone dude, and that she doesn't approve of like his girlfriend. But do you really believe that? Or do you think there might be like some underlying feelings between them? Yeah, I, I, I think there's there's something going. I mean, this is all bizarre. Like it's I and weird. We're, we're getting a story from one side. So I'm sure there's other sides to the story. But like when you say a mutual friend, the FaceTime and then the mother-in-law picks up and goes, I'm the ex-mother-in-law. I'm his ex-mother-in-law. Like, why are they all fucking with her? Like, she's just trying to date a guy. Yeah. So I I think it would be a deal breaker for me if this if I felt like there was something going on between him and some other girl and she was very much in his life rather than not in his life. Like, yeah, she's got I mean, that's why the problems with the boyfriend like you got to like to me, like you got to go to the boyfriend. Hey, I'm not trying to convince you anymore that this person isn't really into me. I can give you three examples. These three happened. You were there for them. The fact that at the dinner, if my boyfriend or girlfriend was at a dinner and didn't talk to me the whole time and I was left alone at the end of the table, I'd be like, I'm mad at you, not the friend. The friend didn't yeah. convince him to do that. That's true. I, I agree with you. It's a, it's a problem with the boyfriend. Yeah. Do you want to date someone who won't include you in a dinner conversation and makes you feel excluded? Take away the friend and kind of the juicy part of it. Like, I think we get like too caught up in like, well, this friend likes you and it makes it like a juicier. No, 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 no. Your boyfriend won't acknowledge that you feel hurt. Right. Plain and simple. Yeah. Like I've been in a situation similar where I was like, kind of felt like I was like in my own reality. I'm like, don't you see that this guy like likes you? And they're like, what? And I'm like, can you like like no take a minute to think of it from my angle like what is this person doing around here and again when 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 you feel like you're being fucked with like i wouldn't want to be around this i would end it i would have one more conversation with him and if he can't if he won't even meet you at your feelings it ain't gonna work out yeah i agree J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more email. Is that cool, Erica? Yeah, of course. You've been fantastic. Um, I sent you an email before. Okay. This is a little bit. We got a lot of screenshots here. You ready? Yeah. This is really well put together. Okay. Uh, It's called, is he only in it for the nookie? Uh, such an old school word I know right (laughs) it better be like an 80 year old couple (laughs) is he in it for the nookie (laughs) I met this man at the assisted living facility yeah that's right Man, man out here we go (laughs) recently I've jumped back into the dating scene via the apps and I'm often bombarded with DTF boys hold on we're going to put this on Instagram so we might not be able to play the music Shelby let me start from the beginning 
Recently, I've uh, jumped back into the dating scene via the apps, and I'm often bombarded with DTF boys, the guys who go straight for the kill within the first message, i.e. I can't wait to put my dick in your mouth. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of sounds like one of those types of guys, yeah. Here's my address. I'll leave the door open type messages. Hey. Therefore, when I come across a guy who doesn't do that, roughly one out of ten, there's a glimmer of hope that maybe this one will be different. (laughs) The dudes are really killing it. I've been talking with this guy, Tony, from Tinder for about three weeks now. I know, fuck me, three weeks, and we haven't met. But our first meetup got derailed since it was planned for the day after his second COVID shot. Note, when we first broached the what are you looking for conversation in the app, we were on the same page and said to date and meet new people. He did mention that he was in a six-year relationship and it took some time during COVID to be single. Like, okay, duh. Um, but also got off the apps for a bit when he was dealing with some family things in Long Island. Earlier the last week, Tony followed up to make a plan, which seemed promising at first, until how the conversation played out. So let's read the conversation. Ready? Mm-hmm. I'll be him, you be her. So they're trying to make this oh, first day. Am I reading yeah. it with you? We're oh, going to okay. do a little, a little acting here. Hold on. Let me make sure and- I have it. So we, she meets this guy, Tony, on Tinder. Three weeks. No date is made. Well, there's a date canceled because he did, they planned it for the day after a COVID shot. So now they're trying to plan a date. Am I reading the first line or the second line? You're blue. I'm gray. Okay. You're, you're her. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about Saturday? Around what time are you thinking? Hmm. Around eight-ish? I mean, 11.25, winky face. A.M. Glasses. Obvi. Ha ha. Well, I'm free after four, but I turned into a pumpkin at 10. Choose your timing wisely, wink. Otherwise, Sunday brunch is always an option. Ooh, I have a no eat first date policy. Strongly enforced. Fair enough. I, 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 listen, I, I understand telling people your policies are kind of annoying. Um, I loved her response. I love that she's like, she's like, hint, hint, want a date. Like, yes. you know, like she's like, after four, pumpkin at 10, hint, hint. You know, like, I like what she's doing. She did a more graceful version of what he did. Should I keep going? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, oh, wait. Fair so, enough. Sunday brunch is sacred anyways. Let me know what you're thinking. It's really because I eat like an animal at brunch. Okay, that's a little bit... She That's a comeback a little bit. I, I like that he made it about him being disgusting and not about, like, I don't know. It, it feels. By the way, this better. is like this is probably why I like can't do dating apps because I'd already be like, I'm so not into this guy. He's such an <laughs> idiot. Like, what, I agree. A, what a loser, you know? <laughs> she's giving him a lot of chances, and she's trying to direct him towards the right answers. And sometimes people shouldn't be directed. But he, here we go. It's been three weeks though. This was on Wednesday. The times he listed in the text was, uh, I agree. And leads to be believed maybe he's only in it for the nookie. Yeah. 
Yes. But not, <laughs> but not yet ready to write off since this was the first sighting of this behavior. Let's see what he comes back to the table with. I didn't hear from him, so Friday night I followed up. Truth be told, I was a little drunk, but don't think my text was too crazy. He didn't reply till Saturday morning, which is when the remainder of the conversation played out. I can't tell if this guy has any interest in a date or just looking to bang. Take a look. Okay, so you you be her now. Hey, handsome. As she says, suddenly yet aggressive, but still sexy, cool texts. Have you given any thoughts to tomorrow? I brunch with former corkers at one, but wondering if I get to see you after. Also, if that was too forward aggressive to ask, then it's probably best we both walk away now anyways. Um, Gritting teeth, sweating monkey. Okay. So then the next day, (laughs) ha ha, wasn't, (laughs) ha ha, wasn't aggressive at all. Winky face. I kind of liked it. I'm in a little uh, pickle. Still out here on Long Island. Had to take care of a few things, which took longer than I expected. If I were to guess, I might not be leaving here till after five and head back into the city. So if you have plans, please take them and don't wait on me. Otherwise, we can reschedule or play things by ear in a little bit. Hey, haha! Amazing. Text me on your way back, and we can go from there. Otherwise, we can reschedule for when I'm back from Arizona. Um, he gives the surfer. You know, bro hand emoji. And then I don't see the picture. Do you see the picture? No. Okay. Just got home, assuming you're, you ended up staying in Long Island. Not. Oh, oh uh, so he fixed um, a question mark, not exclamation point. Question mark, not exclamation point. <laughs> I'm actually on the train heading back. You should come over, Winky Fest. Here we go with the nookie. Here he is. Yeah. Okay, now she writes an entire what? I mean, the the minute... Okay, here's the problem. <laughs> when I see... I don't need to read this text. When you're... When the screen is blue and you haven't even been on a date yet, time to go. You're swimming in the Atlantic Ocean. That is because now you're not even near land. You're not even near the place you're trying to go. You're drowning. That's too much blue it's before the day. It's too much blue. I do the same thing. If I see a paragraph, I'm, I have anxiety. Well, now you're trying to convince someone. Like, listen, if you can't even get on the first pa- on the same page for the first date, what's the second date going to be? So l- read her. She Because she's trying to let him know. She's basically saying, you either don't want to go on a date with me or you don't get it. I think he doesn't want to go on a date with her. The idea that he doesn't get it you're basically counting on him being the exception, not the rule. But let's read her text. Yeah. Her text now seems a little bit crazy. Okay. I'm going to invite you into my thought process right now. Okay. No guy wants your thought process. <laughs> he knows your thought process. Okay. He's not stupid. Yeah. But okay. Okay. I'm going to invite you into my thought process right now. Overanalyzing. That's current, currently occurring. Quote, you should just come over, winky face. Cue current mindset. Well, clearly he wants to fuck. I mean, why not? 
how much more stereotypical could this get? Am I really setting the bar too high? Is it that high maintenance of a desire to want to just at least go on a date with someone once or twice and then decide to bang them? Is that asking too much? Is that considered <laughs> excessive, crazy? I want to know from your perspective. Also, if this is crazy, fuck it. I am who I am. Well, I just overshared, but also helpful context maybe and scene. Um. Okay, she keeps going. Oh, also, don't feel obligated to respond to that. I'm self-aware enough to know I probably would walk away and be like, okay, sexy, but crazy, but kind of funny psycho, but also no thanks. She's wrong about that, but okay. He Because here's the thing. She's trying to teach someone who knows what they're doing. Like, it's like you're talking to someone in broken you know english to try and get when they know english like he knows you want a date it's been three weeks of texting i understand what she's saying she's not wrong anything she's saying you do deserve a date you do deserve your standard he's not that guy he's avoiding that for a very specific reason because he wants casual and he wants casual from you and he feels like he's texted for three weeks and he's got someone who's dealing with him and when you write a text like this also don't feel obligated to respond to that i'm self-aware enough to know i probably would walk away and be like okay sexy but crazy but kind of funny psycho but also no thanks no no no. you're engaging with him so that means he thinks you're up for the and you even said you even spelled out i want two dates then i'll fuck you so now you've given him the answers to the test like he's gotten the information he kind of wanted he writes i'm so with you and that was my lazy, feeble attempt since we haven't hung out yet to say let's have a drink and chill. No, it wasn't. But contextual, it looks like uh, come over and let me put some cheap moves on you. Winky face. Well, now he's like, now he's trying to say, I get it now. No, 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 no. You were called out, and now he's trying to save the situation. In all seriousness, let's hang when you get back from AZ. I promise it'll be worth it. Even if it goes nowhere our chemi- or chemistry isn't there, I'm good, but also fun people. See, at that point, she, like, listen, if she just wants to hook up, just know what he is. That's okay. You can just want to hook up. Know what he is because, but right now it's in, she's in the land of like proving to him that they're going to have a fun time. No, no, no. There's other guys out there that will have a fun time with you that won't make you feel like you begged them to go out and needed it spelled yeah. out for them before you went out. He writes, like, same here. I don't here. understand I'm- the time, like the time wasting, like so much wasted time and energy on this. Yeah, because she's got, she's like, oh, but he was fun to talk to. Same here. I'm with you. This is a sleep deprived Tony. So please disregard my laziness. How long are you in AZ for? Yeah, now they're promising dates Wait, down the line. Still going on? It's still going. We got one more. Oh my gosh, hold on. I think I missed that one. It, I can't believe it's still going. <laughs> well, he's he's still trying to get the casual sex that he wants. Oh and he knows gosh. it takes going to drinks once. Now he got the answer. It's spelled out for him now. Okay. Okay, so Read, read same here. Same here. I'm with you. This is a sleep deprived Tony. So please disregard my laziness. How long are you in Arizona for? You're fine. Just know I'm always transparent. We'll always say what's on my mind for better or worse. Always. I leave Wednesday. Come back Sunday the 16th night champ. Hope you finally made it home. Ha ha. I made it home safe and sound. Wow. I think I'll have some sweet dreams now. Night night. <laughs> okay here's the thing this is 
I hear what she's trying to do, and I get that like this kind of lands in the like faux empowerment world that we live in. She's screaming what she is without being who she is. You're fine. Just know I'm always transparent. We'll always say what's on my mind. No, no, no. You told someone who has no consequence with you what's on your mind. He doesn't give a shit. Like there's nothing for him to lose. All he he now knows two dates to a fuck. That's what he knows. Yes. She writes, he's been hilarious to chat with the last couple weeks, but can't help but think he's only in it for the nookie. (laughs) Again, that word. Like, how can you not think you should come over at 11 p.m. on a Saturday to bang? What do you think? I'm going to say something that sounds probably not feminist, but Mm. the problem with a lot of this agenda is like, I feel like people, women are like, I'm empowered. I can like hook up with you, but also you need to respect me. You need to put an effort. You need to. And it's like, wait a second. Like you're going to get, basically you're going to get mad at him once he does hook up with you. And like, like this is going to be a lose, lose situation. Well, it also is kind of demeaning to guys. If you think about it, you know, you need to like, he knows he has to put in effort. Like, you shouldn't have to explain that. He's not dumb. He knows yeah, what he yeah. did. This this all lands in a world of, like, I get what's going on more than you. No, 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 no. He knows what's going on. He knows he keeps extending. He knows that you're someone that's fun and flirty to talk to, so he doesn't want to lose that option. But he also doesn't care enough to make the date so to make it happen to actually try for it. So then you get into this kind of proving it zone where I speak my mind and I tell you what's what. No, 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 no. He, it's, it's, uh, there's no, I, I agree with what you're saying where it's like, you know, I want to be able, you, I want to be able to hook up and, but it's also, you also should want to date someone that you don't have to teach. And yeah, even like, when they, you will find someone who knows to go along with you well, on those, that road. She, it's almost like she's trying to prove that she's a confident, empowered woman, but the confident, empowered woman would walk away from this knowing that the person is out there somewhere that yeah. will do the things that feel good to do to get to that second date fuck. Yes. Yeah, yeah just walk away. Like, what is preventing her from walking away the second you see you're not going to get what you want from this person? It's, like, it's the fear of not finding another person who will give her what she wants, but that person exists. And I understand yeah. that she's down on the dating apps and – Okay, Tinder Tony makes it has been fun to talk to, but there'll be someone fun to talk to that will yeah. go on a date. You got to Eric- know when to, I think you really got to know when to walk away and sooner yeah. is better. Like because this could go on and on and on. Jtrainpodcast@gmail.com, jtrainpodcast@gmail.com. Erica Rhodes, this was fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is fun. Oh, I'm happy you enjoyed. Everyone go follow Erica at Erica Rhodes, the special La Vie and Rhodes. Go 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 watch it. It's all over the internet. Shelby, always a pleasure. You're great. Thank you. I hope I wasn't too harsh, Jared. No, I thought you were. I thought we listen. That's not to say she's a bad person or not smart or not wonderful. No, no, no. We're telling we're telling her she is wonderful. That you're trying to teach someone who knows exactly what they're doing. She does need to fix her yours to you ours though. You know, like you (laughs) with the apostrophe. (laughs) We've got to fix it. We all have work to do. At Classic Shelb on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursday. We'll be back next episode. Boom!
separated were only ever strangers one time So be mine, be mine Be mine, be mine Sick, each of them Side of the 